What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Matt Marinas from White and Blue Review, sitting here with John Niatawa from the Omaha World Herald, um, getting ready to break down for you Creighton's 81-55 season opening win over Kennesaw State. Um, yeah, I was coming from the uh, women's game, so I missed uh, the first 25 minutes. So I'm How let, dare you? I'm let, I know, sorry. No, it's fine, actually. I shouldn't have said that. You already said it, though, so you, I can't, did. you, can't, just, you can't pull it what, back uh, in. A poet, uh, uh, um, uh, Jawan Howard. Oh, okay, oh. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jawan accidentally dropped some uh, names of recruits during a press conference. Yeah, so we'll see if he's eligible to coach for uh, so. Next Tuesday, right? <laughs> he'll, he'll, be fine. Down no, no, he'll be fine. <laughs> Quick thought on the women. How'd they do? Uh, Creighton against UNO. Um, I think I'll say impressed because normally season openers for the women don't go very well. Like mm-hmm. they're not. They don't usually look very sharp, and they usually like try to punch up and wait a little bit and play a good team right out of the gate and take an L. So. I don't know. I thought it was interesting that they scheduled UNO because UNO's got a lot of unknown parts, and they didn't have any tape on them, and it was a road road game. Um, first game without Audrey, all those things. So there was, uh, I had some, I had some questions, um, but I felt like you know they got to a really good start. I mean, Temi Sarda had 16 in the first quarter, and it kind of got them rolling. They were up 15 and a half. Um, they kind of got into a funk. Uh, to start the third quarter, but I think Jalen Agnew and Chloe Doric hit back-to-back threes to push the lead out to, like, 15 again, so they kind of just kept UNO at that mm. range for the second half, even though it was a pretty evenly played half. But uh, Jalen Michael, Parham, freshman, you'll be hearing a lot about her because they were both really good defensively. Um, and, yeah, Temi had a career-high 25 points, so that was pretty much the story of the night. And then I raced over here, and this is where you come in, because <clears throat> what I saw 15 minutes of, you saw 40 of. So True. what are your thoughts, takeaways um, from the full picture that you were able to see tonight from uh, Creighton's 2019 debut? Right. Um, well, I thought Creighton looked really good in transition offensively, which is not a surprise, obviously, with the guards. they for 18 fast break points tonight. Which okay. Is, that seems it, like it probably... Undersold it. It's a fickle number. Because I I feel like they hit the first five threes the Jays did, and uh, I think four of them were in transition, I thought. Okay. Um, So that's 12 right there. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I have a loose definition of transition because I think even that sort of secondary break before they're set, the defense is set, like um, you can get good looks because they haven't haven't identified where everybody is. And that's that's what happened. Like Kennesaw State, I think that helped – the Jays sort of settled down early is just because you had guys taking wide open rhythm jumpers and they did a good job of sharing and finding the right people and Tyshawn hit three of them and Zagorowski hit two of them and so they they had that cushion because then came the lull when you brought um, some of the new guys off the bench and they were starting to uh, mix in some different lineups and um, you know I think Kennesaw State started to maybe grind a little bit more. You know, they got to the free throw line. They uh, grabbed some offensive rebounds. And uh, and Creighton maybe uh, – Coach McDermott said after the game, it was like sometimes there, there was poor spacing. Sometimes it was maybe forcing the issue um, on, on offense. But Creighton kind of like was a little herky-jerky for a little stretch there. And, 
And so you know, it was an eight-point lead at halftime, but then the Jays really turned up their defensive intensity in the second half and forced some steal. I think in the first four minutes it was like two steals and a block. Mm-hmm. So they're just more – or no, it was – yeah, two, two, two steals and two blocks. Christian had a pick six, right? Yeah, he had a steal right at the start of the half. Uh, um, Sharif had one, and then I think Christian and Mitch both got – picked up blocks mm-hmm. in that, that stretch. And I think – that was like the first seven or eight minutes where Kennesaw State went two of ten from the floor and turned the ball over four times. And so that was obviously the defining moment of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think it was a 20-2 to two run. And so that was a collective thing. But uh, I think guys like Mitch Ballet, Tyson Alexander, Marcus Zagorowski, I think they were, the, they were sort of the steady, consistent um, leaders – Producers, like tone setters for this team from mm-hmm. opening tip to the end. I thought that they did a good job of of just being always there, ready to make a play and 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 lead. And so that's what the Jays are going to ask for those guys. Like they're going to have to be big in more ways than one. You know, more ways than just scoring. Yeah, more ways than just setting each other up. Multiple like, ways a night, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I want to track back to. The lull, the first, the initial lull in the first half that, I don't know, it, it obviously settled into that for the rest of the half because it didn't, I don't think Creighton stretched the lead out they, after they, that initial burst. They got all. it to 14. Uh, Wyndham hit back-to-back threes mm-hmm. with about two minutes left, and uh, and they got it to 14, but then Kennesaw State ended it on an 8-2 run at, at, to end the half. So, so for, yeah, in, it that, was, in it, that stretch then, I guess, did you see – as a contributing factor, maybe just the general, I don't know, just the lineups that were out there. It might have had to do with you know, that. Not a much continuity know. out there. I it guess. looks like they were a little bit like on on flat footed. Okay, just as a whole. I mean, like uh, Kennesaw State just seemed to be a little quicker to the ball, and maybe the 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 newcomers were thinking a little bit too much, or. Um, I don't know. Just as a as a collective with a team, it didn't seem like they had that same foot on the gas pedal type feel. Sure. And they had that to start the second half, and that was evident right from the start. And so, um, yeah, that's something they have to work through, obviously, because they're going to have to play. I was trying to think what there was a lineup out there where they had. I think there was a lineup in the middle of the first half where they had Canfield and Sharif on the floor together. I can't remember if Zagorowski was out there as well, but if we you saw, have if you have the other night too, yeah, yeah, if you have if you have Canfield and Sharif on the floor together, I mean that that's obviously you're smaller, yes, and so um, there's going to be some some mismatches that are going to that other teams are going to try to exploit, and mm-hmm. they're going to have to do a good job of of being tenacious. And I just thought that there was just like kind of, kind of that little drop off, and it took until halftime for them to kind of correct it, and then they did, and they're they're fine once it did i mean it's it's kind of it's going to be interesting to evaluate these early games while creighton has you know davion mince out damian jefferson out denzel mahoney not eligible because they're going to be a different team in a month and it's going to be i don't know what 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 how much growth these the players that are getting excited minutes now are going to get and then what happens to their roles once those players jump mm-hmm. into the fold, you know, because But doesn't it feel like know, it doesn't it feel like Sharif Mitchell, Calvin Jones, like those two Kelvin. guys? Kelvin Jones. 
I thought they said Calvin. It's K E L V. I know how it's spelled. I'm just I'm pronouncing it the way that people say it. They say Calvin. Really? Who listen, says- just listen to everyone who says his name. Well, I hear you say it, and I go, "Why does he keep saying it like that?" Well, I've always said I thought it was Calvin. But I think it's I Calvin. Everyone's been like Calvin. Okay, we're gonna have to make sure we're gonna have to, we're, we're gonna table this and- investigative yeah. report on this one. We're gonna, we're gonna how do you pronounce it. the name? I don't think I've ever seen Kelvin in a pronunciation guide. But we might need you, it. I swear, everyone. Calvin? Like, that doesn't even make. That's not even how it says. Like, I don't even know. Okay. Anyway, we'll table that. We'll uh, get to the bottom uh, of that. Mister Jones. Yeah, Mister Jones. <laughs> Mister <laughs> Jones. Uh, Sharif. Doesn't fit, those guys are gonna play. I mean, well, obviously we know yeah, yeah. Jones. He's gonna play. Yes. No, for sure. And, I, and I think Sharif's in. Um, no matter who comes back or. or um, when when Denzel gets eligible, like though, I think those guys are going to play fine roles. So, right. how much can they improve and grow? I, I, I don't know. I think. Well, they're all going to be thrown to the fire here in the yeah in, in the short term. So they're all going to give be given a chance to kind of learn on the fly because I don't know. I mean, when you look at the when you look at the roster in best case scenario form, if you had let's just say you had everybody that was part of the roster is still in the fold right now and the injuries that they've had haven't happened. Uh, Nick Siles probably redshirting. Yeah. Jalen Wyndham's probably redshirting. Yeah. And Jet probably isn't playing 17 minutes tonight or, right. or 21 or 23 against uh, McKendry. So yeah, I think he was like fourth most minutes on the team against McKendry. You've really frustrated the workers here with this. This is the world. Yeah, we got someone trying to break in. Yeah. Here. They're working on the keys. They're fine. Um, we need to pause and like no, let me let them in. Just, no, they've okay. given up. It sounds like they've they're moving on to a different room. Oh, they're trying this door now. They really want in this room though. Yeah, there are. Oh, okay. That's no, okay. Have a good night. Um, that's interesting. Like, yeah, had some people trying to get in the media workroom and then they didn't want to. That's get kind in. of the beauty of us doing this in the media workroom because there are these moments. <laughs> so there's game one. Um, but yeah, so there's, th- I mean, there's two guys right there that would be redshirting, and one that probably would not be in the role that he's in mm-hmm. right now with extended minutes. So, but now they have it the is op- interesting that they have the opportunity to do like you just we're about to say they to yeah. have the opportunity to do this, like because- the, well, and to prove it. Like, what if what if Jalen Wind? It was kind of like Christian Bishop last year, where you know he was like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I really want to redshirt, and the coach was like, okay, well, you know, it's going to be you're not going to get many minutes, but right. then he like the more he got, the more action he got, the better he. I mean, it helped that he had an injury, obviously, and then he was forced into playing time. But that, like, now you have an opportunity, and let's see what you know Jalen Wyndham or Jack Hanfield do with this moment, and maybe, maybe they're able to take that next step and progress with the with the playing time and the experience, learn those lessons, and then they find their way that they're or they earn a spot, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're in the in the rotation. We'll see. Yeah, uh, Marcus Zagorowski. I, I mean. He's gonna. This is gonna be a routine thing. He's that level of player, so I don't think eighteen and five is you know a mind blowing performance by any stretch. But I do think he was really frustrated and really out of sorts against McKendry. So just from that standpoint alone, to see him bounce back and have a really not only a really efficient shooting game, uh, but you know have a positive assist turnover ratio, which he did last time, but it felt like turnovers were a big issue. Yeah, but like in this one, and maybe it was part of kind of part of it. Last last game too, he kind of fumbled with the ball a little yep. bit, and this one too, like he he just like there was a pass to him that he just didn't catch. There were a couple of those just passes he didn't catch. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what the third turnover was. 
So Maybe. there's still some rust being knocked off. There I think so. Little, yeah. yeah, I think that's part of it. it but like, but the difference, moving, but the moving difference, before he's got the ball type thing. Yeah, but the, just, the difference tonight was though that, and he admitted it in the post game was just it's something that he's working on is just trying to just forget what's going on with his game and you know hone all that energy into the team and the collective goal and all that itself and let every let the individual part of it take care of itself whether, whether it's from the shooting or the ball handling or the decision making yeah um, not necessarily I think he made he made a really good quote about I, I forgot it but I'll have to go back and listen but about moving on the because next basketball play. is a really fast yeah. game so you've got to be you've got to move on to the next play really quickly because otherwise the game's going to swallow you up if you get, catch yourself harping on this mistake or that mistake. Yeah. I thought that was a really I thought that was a really mature comment for him to make given that I mean he is a sophomore and he is a second year starter, but he did not play a lot of games for if you when you consider him a first year starter last year because he had the injuries and he didn't start till maybe December or late December. Providence might have been his first start. Okay, so end of maybe. December, right? Yeah. Yeah. So end of December. Um when you consider all that He's still kind of in that – I mean, he's not a freshman, but he's not – I wouldn't say he's in the Mitch and Tyshawn echelon of experience. So I think there's still some growth there. The ceiling isn't within reach just yet. So I think for him to make a comment like that, that's very it, – it just – when it, I know when he said it, it felt like something that's a display of – you know, display of maturity beyond his years even at that point because he's right, for one, but also to know that as a sophomore and, you know – to exemplify that, which he's going to try to do, I think is going to make a, a big jump in his performances. Yeah. Well, and he, I like, I liked the variety in which he. I mean, he scored, had a driving layup, he had a, uh, I think there was a ball screen, a drive off a ball screen where he drew two defenders and pump faked, and then shot a like a flow, uh, a fadeaway short jumper. Okay. And, and he had to uh, flip to Bishop in the second half off of a ball screen. Yeah, that was nice. And, and uh, there was a play he made early in the game, actually, where he drove, um, kicked. He, he, he His drive created an open three for a teammate um, because he drove, penetrate, kick, and then there's a one more pass to an open shooter bucket. Um, and, and I think he also hit a floater off the glass. Um, so he... He, he he affected the game in a, in a variety of ways off, offensively. Obviously, he has the potential to do that. He's not going to go four for five from three every night, but all the shots he took were in rhythm, like good shots for him. And so um, if he gets those looks, he's going to shoot a really high percentage from three. That's for sure. So, yeah, he had a good game. Um, defensively, I mean, Kennesaw, I just from just going off last year, they don't have any shooting hardly. Um, so the three for twenty is kind of—that's what they do. It's on yeah. them as much as it is on Creighton. However, what did you? I mean, from your assessment, what did you think about Creighton's positioning and communication defensively, and just—I don't know. I thought they were better awareness the on the now. perimeter. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they might. I'd have to go back and look because I wasn't. I mean, they fouled a lot in the first half. Mm. Like, like uh, Kennesaw State got to the line nine times, and uh, I don't know if that was positioning or not being in the right spot or helping late or just gambling when you don't need to. I, I, it's hard to tell. Opposite end of the court. Mm-hmm. But um, 
that they Kennesaw did have a size advantage at the four. Yeah. Because they brought in. I think uh, they had a size advantage at the tweener positions actually, like three, the four, three, four. four. Yeah. Depending on the on what lineup they went to, because their ones and twos were their ones small. and twos are small. Yeah. Like that's that's definitely an and inch. at times their threes were were kind of small too. But okay. that four spot was. Um, uh, that, there was an advantage there, and they mm-hmm. they probably didn't exploit that as enough. But there was just there was I think they called a timeout early. Maybe it was after Creighton went up nine to nothing. They immediately went to Lockley on the block. He was guarded by Ballack, and and he he got a bucket. And I think they went to him again the next play, but they didn't do that enough probably. But I mean, it, yeah, defensively, I just I thought that activity level and energy in this the start of the second half. Like I think Tyshawn made the point after the game. He's like, "That's what we want to be a part of our identity. Like that's what we want our DNA to be. Is that mm-hmm. that stretch of five to ten minutes, um, where you know they were communicating really effectively. They were jumping, putting their hands in passing lanes, and and just making it uncomfortable for Kennesaw State to run what it wanted to run. And obviously, it it produced some turnovers and. Kept kept Kennesaw State from keeping pace with Creighton at the start so, of the second half. The, so then, I guess the question going forward is: Does Creighton have that in them? To I know. Yeah, I don't make know. it their identity. I mean, right. when, you, when you look at some of the parts, obviously Sharif Mitchell is just an energizer bunny on that end. He's going to make plays. Yeah, I think he had I two picks, Sean, six steals. Yeah, and then uh, and then a uh, another steal, so three in the second half. Yeah, I think Tyshawn is becoming that. I think he's. I think he's got a better understanding of just Creighton's defense as a whole and what it tries to accomplish and and his position in it so he's able to see other parts of the floor that maybe he wouldn't have seen his first two years and he's able to make some gambles and take some chances and, and come up with some steals and some pick sixes. Um, I think Christian Bishop is a guy who's constantly he's, – he's, he's right now in a position where he gets himself out of position trying to make those plays happen. But he's at yeah. least willing to keep that aggressive mindset, even when it gets him a in foul trouble or b out of position defensively. He's kind of a ball hawk at six seven, and you know one of those. He's an undersized five, but he's also a hooper athletic five. Um, and I think so. I think more of that comes into the fold when they get. Uh, Damian Jefferson back when they get D- D- Davion Mintz back, and when Denzel Mahoney, who's very physical and very long on the wing, when they get those guys in the mix, I think the defense has potential to take a major jump. I think in terms of how how much chaos it can, you know, how much chaos it can affect or impact, uh, you know, the perimeter offense right. um, in terms of its movement, its timing, um, its spacing, and all those things. I think right now with the lineups that we're going to see from Creighton in the near future, I don't know if they're going to have as much of that just because they're undersized at some in in some phases and they're you know slow footed in others and there's just a general like you mentioned earlier too much thinking at, at times because you're just unsure of what's going on due to your lack of experience. So yeah. I think there's a lot of components going there that's going to work against them. By the way, you in the near future, that is going to hurt maybe, the defense. I was I looking something up, so I, I, if I miss this, sorry. Did you mention Mitch? Because you know, Coach McDermott mentioned him after the, the game about his improvement defensively. 
No, I did not. In your just rundown of all the... Yeah, I did not mention Mitch in the rundown there. He, he has gotten better. I would throw him into the category of Tyshawn and... Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. Oh, hey, yeah, okay, that's okay. what I'm saying. Of, of the guys that like, uh-huh. could be... Who have a better understanding of, mm-hmm. the, of the system itself. Uh, yeah. There was a play... Well, Mitch got a steal on it. Mm-hmm. Where he had a bit, block at the rim, too, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a play in the first half where, uh, you know, Kennesaw State would put its four-man at the top of... Like at the elbow, they wanted, they wanted him to catch at the elbow, and then they could kind of run, start get running into their offense when when their foreman caught it. And part of Creighton's scouting report, they, they wanted whoever was guarding that forward to make it tough to, for him to catch it. Don't just let him catch it, you know. Kind of like be there, try to at least if you can get it to flesh and get it to flesh. And, and that, uh, I heard <coughs> Mitch was already there in the spot, but I heard from the bench. Coach Lusk, uh, Creighton's assistant coach, yelling, make it tough on him, you know, or, or, or get into him. Mm-hmm. And and Mitch got a deflection and got the steal. And so I just – I feel like he is more in tune with – I mean, it's part of just growing as a player and having that year of experience. But you just it, – it, it's easier to sort of take what they've sort of prepped in practice and take it to the game. And you, you're you're able to anticipate things a little bit more. You know it's coming, or or you know the way that the game's going to flow. And um, so I think that's where he's progressed. And and I don't know. I mean, I think he's their best communicator defensively too. Oh, I was just going to bring his, that up. I'm glad you did. I mean, it's not even close, right? Yeah. It, it, and it's, it, it, ta- it speaks to his understanding of what's going on. That's and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't think that if you. Yeah, two years ago, I, I haven't talked to him about this, but I'd imagine that, like, as a freshman, you know, you're encouraged to talk, but you probably feel like, ah, I don't know if I'm right. Yeah. So if I'm saying, hey, right. we're going to switch this, should, should we, we switch it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, switch it. Am no, I, am okay. I, I'm going to yeah. let him know I'm at the rim. Taz is, if you're, if, you're, if you're in a situation where you're on the perimeter with Kyrie Thomas, <laughs> yeah, you're like, are you communicating to Kyrie right. Thomas what you should be doing? No, you're, yeah. even you're though waiting that's, for him to even tell you. It's your job. Like, right. You're the yes. guy who's got to call that out. Totally agree. Anyway, but I think he's, he's improved in that uh, immensely. In and that I thought, I don't know if you noticed it, but I, I felt like the last couple days in practice leading up, he is kind of taking the communication to a different level. I don't know if they had a conversation because uh, Mac mentioned it in the post game about just leaning on Tyshawn and Marcus and Mitch right now, yeah. while while because the rest of them are essentially babies, <laughs> like they just don't know what's going on. Jet doesn't fall in that category; he knows what's going on. But but he it, is an, it, he is an experience, and he yes. picked up a couple fouls today in the first half that limited his minutes. Mm-hmm. That were just like kind of I, I would imagine were related to not playing in before you know yeah. just like stepping on the court for the first time and right. oh foul you know, but so. that was but the one thing i noticed oh yeah one of the ones was, well, mitch's communication was at yeah. a really high level especially yesterday when they were going through the scout for the first time um you know to, I, there was a few instances where kelvin was uh you know trying to get a grasp on what was going on and and, and mitch was talking him through it you know not even just on the court but when he was off on the baseline, and Marcus Zagorowski was doing it too. Yeah. So I really felt like those guys asserted themselves from a vocal standpoint. Mitch was talking a couple guys through offensive sets as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tonight. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely taken that upon himself. It's, I think that leadership piece is interesting for him, Tyshawn and, and Marcus, because, like, 
that's my big takeaway from this game. I feel like that's right. It, there's not much just. I mean, it's not much of a story that they beat Kansas State or they beat them handily or you know or that. Like there's just so much about this team that isn't what this team's going to be in Big East play. Yeah, that I feel like the leadership of those three is something that from today on is something that's going to be a part of this group going right. forward, which I thought was the main thing. And it might be, like, the defining storyline of the season. In their success or failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is totally what agree. these three, how they how they shepherd the young guys through adversity and how they carry the team, how they spark runs, how they pull them out of lulls <coughs> in games yeah. during the season, you know, in a week-to-week basis, that type of thing. Um I thought it was interesting. I thought it, I think it might have been Greg McDermott who mentioned about that that piece of leading despite your own mishaps. It was about Tyshawn too. Though. Was it was it yeah. about Tyshawn? Because, because that's like, something he's done in the past. Yeah. Like when you see him not right offensively, you see him not right altogether. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's the Tyshawn of the past. So he's the Tyshawn of the now and of the future going forward. The, the guy who can, you know miss five shots in a row and still get after it on the backboards or still fly around defensively or yeah. still get guys in the right spots and communicate and stay involved. That's that's his next step in his evolution as a basketball player. And I thought, I, you know, we talked about Marcus's maturity and some of his responses tonight. I thought that was one for Tyshawn was talking about how he's he's grown up in that regard. Yeah. Because he needs to. I mean, this is that's what juniors and seniors do is they know there are other parts of the game besides scoring and that when that when whether the ball's going in or not you got to be able to do all of those other things cuz everybody else that's younger than you and less experienced than you are watching you to see how you handle that situation because they're going to be in that spot eventually and how they handle it is based on their experience of learning from the upperclassmen that they had the other thing, though, is that they are going to have to score. Yeah. No, there's a lot of pressure on him in that regard, right. for sure. Because, like, yeah, I mean, if... if but being able to... Tyshawn, Tyshawn and Marcus started 5 for 5 from 3. Like, yeah. what if they started 1 for 5? Yeah. You know, like, they're going to feel... That's going to be the challenge is, like, they're going to feel kind of that pressure, that responsibility to make plays while also keeping themselves engaged in other ways too and that's i think that's tough because you know if 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 they're playing michigan and they have open jumpers and they miss them or they start two of seven or something from the floor and they feel like they could have started seven of seven Mm -hmm. and they're down seven on the road or down 10 on the road like how do you mentally sort of work through all that that's a challenge and so we don't know how they're going to handle it but they'll get a obviously a test of Adverse situ- situations against Michigan next week, I'm sure. Uh, Do we talk about Christian's second half? Felt like he really ratcheted it up, helped Creighton kind of stretch it out and pull away. We mentioned it. What did you see out of? Well, he, what did threw, you see out of that stretch? That I mean, because it seemed like it happened immediately. Yeah. Well, they threw two lobs of Christian in the first. I think it's third possession, fourth possession, and one was blocked. And the the other one was kind of the pass was a little off and it wasn't deflected away. Okay. And I don't know if that like took away some of Christian's aggressiveness. And then I think Christian might have traveled a couple possessions after that. Um, so I don't know if he was just like 
a little bit frustrated with himself or um, just didn't have a great feel. But he was definitely different. I mean, he went – I think the, the the steal and layup to start that start the half, that was obviously important. But there was a play um, – I think it might have been his – the net, the sec, it was then he he had that steal layup, and then Marcus Zagorowski hit a three, and then it was the next possession where I think Christian had the ball on the block and immediately like went at his guy instead of um, either passing it back out or or waiting. It was just like in his mind he was gonna, he was in attack mode, and so I thought that was uh, notable. That, that to me it was like oh this is a different Christian like he, he obviously. Uh, found it or, or had had whatever whatever Something pep talk that was needed at, yeah <laughs> at halftime um, but he had 10 points a block a steal two offensive boards in the first four minutes of the second half but two fouls he got he got caught on a I think battling for position and then a legal screen so okay. those those was the illegal screen his fault or the guards fault good question I don't know okay because sometimes it is the guard's fault because they don't yeah. wait to set that for that big to set his feet and get set. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, but twelve and seven in eighteen minutes is pretty effective. That's a, that's a staggering per forty right there. That <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, for two from the line though. Unfortunately, I know. He. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be really mad if that seven for seven doesn't translate. Well, he because I had the seven. It nine. wasn't just seven for seven there. He wasn't. He had a good. He five shot, for six in this team scrimmage in the inter squad scrimmage. So yeah, he was twelve. And, for and the report was that he did. He shot it well at Missouri. Oh, he did. I yeah. didn't hear a number from Missouri. Yet. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was good. So. Uh, yeah. So I was two. going off of that information when I was making our predictions. <laughs> <laughs> what was your prediction for Christian? 70%? 70%. Yeah, and yeah. he was at 42, 43? 43.2. Last year. Yeah. Right. Um, he's he's going to be better. It's just, yeah, I mean, the mental part of it is real. There's no question about that. Um, I didn't shoot up any questions tonight, so we don't have any of those. Uh, just want to... I don't know. I haven't seen any part of them. I DVR'd the Michigan game, but I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what they did tonight. Do you know what their result was? I honestly don't. I'm ready for that Marcus Zagorowski Xavier Simpson battle, though. That's. Oh, that'll be good. I know. I don't think I don't think Marcus has that type of clout yet, but I'm pumped for that matchup. Well, I wonder. Do you think? Do you think that? Uh, uh, do you think Sharif might guard him? Oh, there's no question about it. Okay. <laughs> like, there's no. I mean, if <laughs> I almost imagine Sharif's going to demand to do that. <laughs> it was interesting. So Sharif started the game on Hooker. Uh, by the way, maybe we should talk about Sharif a little bit because uh, uh, yeah, I mean that Hooker line was, was ten, two of nine from the field. He averaged nineteen last year. He's a little dude, but you know mm-hmm. he he packs a big game at least four turnovers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sharif's just a hound, man. He is just like. I feel like, and this is going to sound like I'm putting him in that category in terms of he's going to go on and win Defensive Player of the Year multiple times, but I think he's ahead of Kyrie at this point of their careers. I just think he has – he's just quicker. Well, do you think that the quickness is – A it, huge It factor. translates faster no, than, no, no, than – no, no question about Yeah, it. than what Kyrie had. Because yeah. Kyrie, what Kyrie brought was a different – Right. 
it was length and physicality so at at some point like is it easier to it's easier to bring that into the game Mm -hmm. to to take it to the next level at quickness yeah but I think Sharif is going to be an impact player defense. I I don't know if he's going to make if he's going to be Kyrie like in terms of how he can shut down multiple positions. Yeah, because Kyrie Cause could go one, one through four pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Sharif's going to be able to do that. Remember what Kyrie did to Marcus Derrickson? <sighs> Remember what he did to Keelan Martin? Yeah. Or that? I mean, there's some dudes in the league that don't want any part of that man. Um, Including the Detroit. I mean, Pistons. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. He shut down Josh Hart oh, yeah, like three times. Right, the last yeah. three times they played. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah. You, so, but but, it was, but with Sharif, yeah. he's a different type of defensive player. But I think he's going to make an impact, more of an impact this year than Kyrie did certainly his freshman year, mm. just because of his speed and tenacity and just like that that dog that's in him that he just won't back down. He's he's just going to go after you and make you. I honestly just make you miserable. Right. I don't. I don't remember court. Hooker scoring on him. Really, but I could be wrong. I mean, he he got a couple buckets, but I don't remember those being over. Over over Sharif, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Then, I mean, he had three steals, but aside from that, like eight points, six boards, three assists. He had he had one really bad turnover where he, I don't know. I think he was either anticipating the defense to not rotate where he kind of drove and then kicked it out but there was a defender right there um that sequence in the second half was impressive he had the pick six that he went he went reverse layup he actually got fouled they called goaltending but he got fouled he didn't get to shoot free throws should have been and one um and then the next possession he had the the pick and roll with bishop and he flipped it back to him for a lob dunk so and then a pick yep. six, like two possessions later, or or not a no, pick six, a steal. Yeah, he yeah, got a steal, yeah. and he was like matched up against a four. Mm-hmm. It's on a switch, and then took the pass, the entry pass away. Right. Um, yeah, I mean the coaches and and his teammates were always. I, I, that's what I thought was interesting. I talked to him a couple of days ago before this game, and I was and one of the things he said was just how. And Jalen Wyndham said this too, just just how um, there, there's a there's a level of patience that this program seems to have with its newcomers or with its freshmen as they go through this phase of development, um, and they adjust to the D one ball. They come on campus. They are, everyone knows they're going to make mistakes, but there's this so there's that patience and 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 this element of encouragement, nurturing. Yeah, yeah, and and where. I feel like oh, we did almost. I feel like um, Sharif and, and Jalen felt empowered through various points of the summer, getting ready for Australia in Australia preseason mm-hmm. camp. Um, sure, they had moments where it was it wasn't good, but I think the uh, I mean Sharif just mentioned like you know the coaches were. They would they would tell me after practice like keep keep it up like your effort's good yeah like that we like that um, they he get encouragement from his his teammates I mean even after the after at halftime Tyshawn Alexander um, it, the last play of the half Tyshawn drove and kicked to him in the corner and Sharif turned down the three dribbled and hit a, and tried to pull up jumper and he, he and hit it and Tyshawn was walking off the court with him Tyshawn was like shoot that jumper like I'm passing it to you I have faith in you to shoot that jump shot that three shoot the three in rhythm like that's a shot that 
that um, is the most high percentage in that moment, especially with the clock winding down. So, like, those types of things where they're just – the vets and the coaches are always encouraging their young guys, I think, has made a big difference for them. And so they feel really comfortable and confident to kind of go out there and and try to try their best to kind of put it all out there. So he's really benefited from that. And I feel like – I mean, it, it seems like – yeah, he made an instant impact when he when he stepped on campus, just with his level of tenacity and and effort. But I think that he's growing in other ways too, um, as a, as a, especially on the offensive side of the ball too. So, and the weird thing about the way the Big E sets up this year is it kind of fits what he's the position. I mean, when you look at the number one weapons in most of these teams, they fit what Sharif can guard. It's not like I'm really. It's not like it was a couple he, years ago when it was like all the all the studs were tweeners, and and potential leaguers and that sort of thing. When like we talk these about guys Blewett, are, when we talk about Blewett, Blewett and Josh Harden and Josh yeah. Hart, like all those guys that Kyrie had to guard, they were yeah. all tweeners. Like these guys, I mean, when you think about it, it's Miles Powell, it's Marcus Howard. Uh, when you think about Charlie Moore from DePaul. Um, uh, Mustafa Heron isn't really. I mean, what he's he's, 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 thick. he's, he's, thick. Thick. he's he, thick. But he's slimmed down a little bit. Like Did he lose in the Pan Am games, he doesn't look as thick as he used to. Maybe it's Colin Gillespie. Um, Colin Gillespie. Yeah, Villanova. exactly. Like those. Xavier guys. has some length. Yeah. So but. when you think about that, those guys. I mean, if Sharif is up to the task, Creighton's going to stick him on those dudes. Mm-hmm. And they're not guys that. I mean, they're going to be ahead of him physically, but in terms of his quickness, that's his. Weapon against right. guys like that, so I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see how much growth he makes on the end of the floor, because I think he's going to be deployed to kind of make it miserable, miserable night for those guys if he's up to the task. Right. It'll be interesting to see how well he's used in that regard, even as a freshman. Yeah. By the way, Tyshawn, Marcus, and Mitch played 19 minutes in the first half, and it seems like what they probably were on pace to. <laughs> I mean, at Michigan, those guys may not come off the floor. Yeah, I don't sweat that as much for Mitch. I feel like he can play for well, you. I think, not even I think all it. all three of them probably can. I, think I don't. So? I don't think it's a good idea to if, do that for yeah. the entire course of a season, and they won't have to obviously once they get guys back. See, that's what I'm talking about. I think Mitch can do it every day of his life. Okay. I just think he's in that. I just think he's in that type of shape. Like he's just so, he's just weird. He lives in the gym. He's never tired of playing basketball. Like I don't, I don't ever sweat Mitch mm. playing. F- I mean, I, I mean, two years ago, he played forty-four minutes at the four. That's true. It was freaking guarding like Amari Spellman and stuff. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was just on Pascal. Yeah, Pascal yeah. Spellman, like all those dudes. He was like Bridges. It was crazy. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, yeah, from that moment on, I'm just like that dude can go for days. I don't worry about that. Um. Yeah, this Michigan matchup is interesting, right? Oh, by the way, here's the oh weird. I, I mean, I'm just looking at the box score. So Michigan led 46 to 25 at half, and then it oh, flipped. that final is dear. oh okay. Yeah. Appalachian State. Michigan got outscored by 12 in the second half. So they, almost gave up 50 in the second half. Right. So I don't know. Do they just take the foot off the gas too much? Yeah. They let someone go off for 27. Okay. But and this this forest individual. It's hard. I mean, we're just looking at box scores, but I mean, mm-hmm. he only he got twenty seven, only six of that from the three from behind the three point line. So a lot of work in the inside the arc and at the free throw line. But uh, 
Teske's going to be a problem. 17 to 13. Simpson, 686. <laughs> I love that guy, though. He's awesome. He's going to so, be. So Appalachian hit. State was 11 and 21 last year. They were uh, just barely sub 200 in Ken Palm. Mm-hmm. Looks like they had lost to Purdue by 22. Got beat by Alabama, Wichita State. Oh, they were part of the Georgetown schedule. They were Michigan was up by thirty at one point, so I don't know what that, that's weird. I don't so know maybe, what to make yeah, of that. that's that's not. If they were up by thirty, they probably just it was. Let they were up, up by thirty with thirteen minutes left. So yeah, they just let up. Yeah, it got weird. A thirty to five run. We've seen Apple's that one. I mean, Creighton did the same thing to UMKC a couple of years ago. And right, right. Then they get down. It gets down to seven. Same, yeah, yeah. Sorry, they won by seven, and they beat Wisconsin the next. Right. Um, top ten Wisconsin team, I think, at that point. Uh, yeah, so yeah, been. yeah. If they're up thirty with thirteen minutes left, they just let off the gas. Right, that's I've seen that before. So yeah, Michigan's good then, huh? I think I, I mean, like they lost Iggy Brezdakis, they lost Jordan yeah. Poole, they yeah. lost Charles Matthews, they lost. Did Jordan John Poole leave early, by the way? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. Bad mistake. Um, but like Teske's back, Simpson's back. Yeah. That that Livers kid or live, it's no, Livers. It's Livers. Yeah. yeah, Livers. He's supposed to be he's the back. Leader. He's basically the leading scorer this year, essentially. Um, I don't know. I I don't know much about uh, Brooks. Eli Brooks. Yeah. Looks like he's a point guard. Back up to uh, Simpson, maybe. He had 24 points tonight. He did? So, yeah. Wow. So I'm eager to see. I'm eager to watch it. But I feel like they have experience. And yeah, they have guys that have been part of a culture, a winning culture. Eli Brooks was the MVP, according to Kim Palm. 24 points, 5, five, of, five of 11, 3. Yeah. 3 assists, a block and a steal. So they're not yeah. deep. But. Uh, no. They're probably deeper than Creighton. But they only played eight guys. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're deeper. Probably, but they're, they're, deeper but they're probably, but they're probably, probably <laughs> they're probably playing eight guys. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be a good test. Mm-hmm. I'm eager to see what they what they look like. There's okay. a lot of dudes in the hundreds. Sure, coach. Four dudes, five dudes over a hundred already. That's pretty good. Oh, Simpson had six turnovers. He had a six six. He had four. He had a four by six. Wait, a six by four. He had six points. No, but actually, he had, if you do he it had eight f- rebounds though, two two uh, offensive. Oh, rebounds. you're right. Sorry, I was yeah. I just six points, six assists, eight eight offensive rebounds, six or eight, eight total. So his assist turnover ratio was terrible. Yeah, yeah. That would be one of his worst games of his career. So he's gonna be one of the one to bounce back. Sure. Yeah, that, that's gonna be. I mean that's the first test. Like, what's a what's a passing grade for Creighton in that one? Because I mean it's, not, it's, not I mean, easy. Yeah, not, it's weird not. right now because like we don't know who's what. I I hate that about college basketball. Like that they release rankings now and stuff, but because there's just so much unknown and so many things that change and fit, like the narrative changes by December essentially. Sure, but I mean this is the first test for a team that. 
has a lot of questions right now yeah. with, with the injuries they're dealing with. So what is well, I think it's what's just a not, passing grade for don't Creighton lose your identity in a hostile environment type okay. thing against a, against a, a good team or a team that we think is going to be again we don't right. know but yeah, yeah. but um, certainly a team with a track record a team uh, that's got experience that's got talent mm-hmm. yeah yeah you got I mean for the for the it'll be their opportunity to play their game and to kind of take some of the things that they want to be to define who they are mm-hmm. whether it's playing with tenacity on defense and a certain level of focus um, on offense push and pace creating for one another getting good shots making the extra pass like those things those traits that they want to be a part of who they of who this team is like you got to show that in that environment even if the shots are going down or even if you know michigan's on yeah yeah, michigan's on brooks is hitting from three or whatever like uh they got to be able to withstand that storm and stick to what they who they are and so that'll be i would imagine that Guys like Tyshawn, Mitch, and Marcus will be able to, like, they'll be able to stand strong in that, but I don't know about the rest of the team because they've just never experienced it. I mean, so. the only matchup that's really going to be extreme, I mean, other than Simpson being a stud and Brooks being a stud, the matchup that's going to be just how to create and solve that or even go about combating it is Teske. Yeah, no doubt. Because that's the one, I mean, when you look at the rest of their makeup, and Tessie can step hat, out and hit jumpers too. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. so like that ball screen, the ball screen defense is going to be challenged. Uh, it, it's going to be yeah, that's going to be huge uh, because obviously the other part of it is to, you know Christian. I mean Teske in terms of matching up with Teske defensively, there's going to be a lot on Kelvin Jones to do that. Uh, but also, this is going to be one of the games where Christian kind of gets to. Christian kind of gets to play that card where, yeah, I'm giving up this defensively at the five, but I'm also taking this away from them because fives can't guard me. Yeah. Deal. Mm-hmm. So that's there's going to be a tit for tat there in terms of that matchup with Teske and Bishop because at seven one two sixty five, he's going to have a tough time keeping up with Bishop from if Christian's catching on the perimeter and, and getting that shoulder by right. and getting to the rim that way. So there is, it's going to be interesting to see how Creighton matches up there because. They, they probably want Kelvin on the floor to deal with the size defensively, but also they want Christian on the floor to combat that offensively, yeah. which is why I thought it was interesting that they that they had a lot of reps with the, the two-big lineup in practice the last couple of days. I, think that, I don't think that was for Kennesaw. I think, I think there was a chance they could have used it against Kennesaw. I if, were, if indeed I thought they, Kennesaw. I thought they were going to put it on a film against Kennesaw. That's what it looks like, and they didn't do that. I, don't, I thought I mean, they, not from, from what I saw. They, no, they, they did not okay. go two bigs on the floor at the same time. I thought they might I wonder been, if they do that against Michigan, though. They might have to. Um, but they also, I don't know. I think if, 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 if Kennesaw would have really tried to exploit that four spot and oh, maybe, gotten ba- maybe gotten ballot in foul trouble or something. But then yeah. again, when you think about how the game unfolded, like Christian Bishop got his first foul within the first couple minutes. Um, they stuck with him for through the first media timeout. Then Calvin Jones came in. He picked up a foul. So they both were kind of like teetering in that spot where you're like, you don't want them to get that second before halftime. Right. So, yeah, I think that was probably part of it too. Gotcha. But I, I, I'm, I think we're going to see that lineup at some point. With Christian at the four, and and Jones at the five, not for maybe an extended period of time, but I think that a matchup may dictate that Creighton's got to go to it. Yeah, and so 
um, yeah, they've been practicing. And practicing Maybe even in a situation where you have to spell one of the three that we've talked about. Yeah. Because if you're going to take one of them off the floor, you're obviously going to get something up offensively. You need to make up for that with some length and Maybe. Some athleticism. Maybe. Um, yeah, we don't have any. I didn't put anything for questions. We don't have any questions from you guys. Sorry about that. Um, do you have anything else you want to touch on from tonight? Tyshawn had a really nice block in the first half. Check the highlights for that, man. Okay. He, he turned it over, but hustled back. and So the block, the block was after the turnover is what you're saying? He, he, yeah, Tyshawn turned it over. That's good. Blocked Hooker at the rim. I feel like the turnover should be wiped out after that then. Taken off. <laughs> well, doesn't quite work like that. Because you kind of like took it away. You're like, no, it's not a turnover. I got that back. Mm. It was like a, you know, it's kind of like if you fumble but recover it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it like, doesn't. No, it definitely doesn't work like that. Oh, okay. Or if you like the, throw, or they throw a pick and then you like race back and like strip the dude. That's what it's like. Them. Well, right? you, get, yeah, you get the ball back. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it's still a pick. But you do get, you know, the fumble, the strip. Did they get possession after, the, after you blocked it? Whose ball was it after the block? Creighton's ball. Yeah, it's not true. <laughs> but, then, just, but then what that's do you That's just doing? a 50-50 ball that got. Right. So they, got yeah. to, just, right. they ran away with that, and I just took it away. But do you want the turnover and the block, or do you want just the um, – or just nothing? I think yeah, you want the turnover. Be, I think it can't be nothing, right? It's got to be a stat of something. I think you want the turnover and block. You think you take the turnover, really, um, and the block shot? Creighton finished with six – accredited with six blocks tonight. Okay. They had six blocks. The women had nine. Mm. Nine blocks and nine steals. So, at least in that. Creighton. All the defensive. Creighton had. How many times do you think Creighton had six or more blocks last year? Uh, oh, my God. Last year? Um, I'm going to say once in the Cayman Islands when Everson was in doing his thing. They did have it once in the Cayman Islands. Georgia State game, Bang I it, believe. Man. Is that right? It's almost, uh, like, it's almost like I cover this team. Good guess. Uh, is that right? Like, let me, it's hard to like. Yeah, zoom. Georgia State, okay. correct. But they also had two other times. Two other times? Yes. When? Man, now I got to scroll across again. Sorry, I thought you were ready. Healing. I thought you had the answer. That's why you told me they did two at other Xavier times. Seton Hall at home. Okay. I would not have guessed either of those two. <laughs> me neither. But uh, yeah, so that's that's different. And uh, at one point, Creighton was 11 of 17 from three. Yes. They were 11 of 17 when I, when I showed up, I think. Oh, they finished one for eight, so I don't know if that's uh, your fault. or might be. I mean, I don't think it is based on the lineup they had out there when I was watching. However, I'll wear it today, and we'll see yeah. what happens. 11 of 17 from three. And a lot of those Honestly, were... when I started listening to the game on the radio, it was 39 31. So if you okay. want to give me, if you want to give well, me, maybe my, get, that's like, where you get Maybe that's just listen like to John Bishop on the radio. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Creighton's threes were good in rhythm jump shots. Good looks. Yeah, me. good yeah. looks. That's that's the offense that they want to run. Creighton for one another and, and pushing pace and catching teams off guard. So there were stretches where it looked really good. And I mean, even, at 12, even at 12 for 25, it's better shooting than some teams in the state do from three. So. We'll, we'll table that for a later day. On that note. Yeah, on that note, um, we will say goodnight. Um, thanks, John, for hanging out, as always. Yeah. I don't think I've ever thanked you for, like, hanging out and doing this. Because we do it anyway, but, like, 
yeah, we putting would, it on the record and whatnot. Right, we would definitely have putting these, our opinions out there for people to hear. True, we'd have these conversations, and we did have the first year we had these conversations. Yeah, after seemingly a whole season game. of them, we're just like, hey, we should record that mm-hmm. next year. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah, thanks no. for letting, thanks because you got a baby on the way and everything. I know, like yeah. the time is precious. It's true. I mean, you can bring the kid next if we, if you need to for some of these. You know, <laughs> you can just do like that a would three. be disastrous. Would it? I think so. Did you come up with a name yet? No. You're just gonna wait until he's here, and then yeah, throw it's, one at him. it's. I mean, it's out there. I guess we'll see if somebody performs really well. On you the might court. name after a. Oh, you're saying I'm like saying Sharif could be, could, could be other te- other teams too. I mean, if someone comes oh, in the gym okay. and drops fifty, you yeah, might have to consider it. So Miles Powell, Niatawa, it's possible. I mean, it's very possible. He's probably gonna do some. He's he's good. <laughs> Very lightly. What's your, what's your boy from Villanova? Jeremiah Robinson Earl in Yatawa. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, yeah. Right. I like him. Did he have a good game today? Is that what he's in? Yeah, he had 24 yeah. and 13. Okay, right. So, yeah, that's your boy. That's your pick to click for the, for the Wildcats. He's good, man. He's good. I mean, I haven't seen him play. You keep right. you keep telling me that, and then he did that tonight, and I was like, hey, you're, you're right. He is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a Big East one. No, no one lost. There was, there were yes, a couple teams no. that lost some by games today, but no one the there were. We mentioned one of them just a few seconds ago. Yeah, Nebraska lost. Alabama lost as well to Penn. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. So the Nate Oates era didn't start off right, huh? They did not. Interesting. I'll go one by nineteen over somebody. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? I almost DVR'd Florida-North Florida because Florida, Creighton's playing North Florida. Mm-hmm. Interesting that that was only a 15-point game. Wait, Blasher got a triple-double? Is that what that said? Double-double. I was like, dang. Imagine if Creighton got hit in the offseason. That would solve a lot of problems right now. Yeah. So, well, 70... Guys went up. I think there was one other interesting score, but I think no, Illinois did survive. They they were went to overtime with Nickel State. With Nickel State, huh? That's not usually a team that does anything. No. Inevitably, someone's going to lose a bye game on these on this first day Thursday. And it, you know what? W- w- Creighton has not lost. I don't want to jinx it, but well, you won't for another year at least. I also don't believe in jinxes. But I was actually going to bring up the bye game in general. Like Creighton doesn't hasn't lost a bye game in a while. Really, almost lost to ETSU last year. Yeah, ETSU is a really good team, though. Right, but it's technically a bye game. Sure, no, I got you. Um, I I don't think they've lost a bye game since I've covered the team. Yeah, almost lost to Oral Roberts. I've been. This is this is year four for me now. Let's see when the last time they might have lost one. I would I'm say because like it, per, it certainly would have pissed everybody off. Like, I would say. Uh, I'm trying to imagine. Like, is it bad that the media North, guys already scruffed up? Yeah, like, yeah, is you it just bad? got it. North Texas. What year was that when they lost to North Texas? Uh, that was 14, 14, 15. Of course, that was fourteen fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, they went on the road, and that was like a. Oh, return. that was on the road. It was oh, a return. It was a return home. game, so it wasn't a bye game. Yeah, it was the, a return game from uh, two years before that. They lost to Loyola on the road, right? That wasn't here. Right. Does Gonzaga count as a bye game? <laughs> Ohio State was the Gavit game, so that doesn't yeah. count. Ohio State and is Gonzaga kind of a bye game? Gonzaga, that's, a, that's a poll Gonzaga question. Gonzaga does not count as a bye game. <laughs> hey, will you come in as the number one team in the country and let us play you? Sure. 
Um, St. Mary's was a bracket buster return. So nothing there. Dang, you're t- going to the next page. Have they never lost a bye game under Greg McDermott? Doesn't appear to be so. Uh, BYU would be a bye game. So not under Mac. Yeah. Someone probably remembers it. Someone's probably listening somebody's right listening now. Oh, my like, God, well, it was this game. game. Why are you guys not talking about that game? That game that, like, <laughs> we left shaking our heads. Furious. I don't see any black L's. I know that. Um, so Kent State no 405 was a return for a bracket buster game. Uh, was Wyoming in 2004 a bye game? December, that kind of fits December, the profile. December eighteenth, yeah. two thousand four. Um, that was a I four point loss. Rob Anderson has a no where like Creighton has lost two games, two November home games since like uh, through what the Altman and McDermott era. I think the two games they lost in November at home were Boise State and Ohio State. Okay. Boise State in twenty twelve. So I, I remember is that. Boise, State Boise State in twenty twelve? Is that a would that be a a bye game? Um, yeah. By 2012, they're they're kind of on the same level, though. I remember that Boise State one. So then they came out and pasted St. Joe's the next day. That was like a trap game almost. Mm-hmm. Well, but like Creighton is a Missouri Valley team playing Boise State. I don't know, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Boise State. That, that 2012, 2013 team probably should not have lost. I don't know. Boise yeah. State. Well, Boise State was good that year. Yeah. I don't know if they. I, if you're talking about like what, what do you what do you classify as a buy game? Like right. A team that just is. They're maybe they're to get there to get paid and whipped, basically. No. You know maybe I mean? the better one is like has Creighton lost a game uh, uh, to a non-power five. Yeah, where know. you maybe that's well, it. Yeah, but know. it doesn't count because Gonzaga doesn't fit into that. I've, whenever I hear people say buy games, I always think they're they're talking about teams that just came in to get, collect a paycheck and not doing. But I also feel like some a team like ETSU should. Because how much would you have paid Boise State to come in and play you? But I, I feel like a team like ETSU should factor into that. Like, you shouldn't be – if you're a Big East team, you shouldn't be losing a home game to ETSU. Even though ETSU is a good program right. for the mid-major level, right. like, that's a game you can't lose. Um, Dude, I don't even see it at all. Dana's first year, SMU, they lost to SMU by seven. Year before that, St. Louis, Nebraska, but Nebraska won a bye game. Yeah, SMU is the last time. SMU, 1994, they lost by seven. Days that's the last time. That's the last time they've taken an early. Well, I was going to say that's the last time they've lost a uh, home, home opener. So yeah. It was yes. 25 straight since. Right. Yeah, so they, so they, I don't they know, maybe they're due or maybe they're just. I did have a theory that Creighton, the way it plays, its pace aids it in games against like against yeah. teams that are that it's that it can just overmatch them mm-hmm. kind of similarly well it's it, kind of like, funny you mentioned the Boise State game then because that was one it was like 83-70 it was like a shootout mm. neither team I mean Creighton was terrible defensively and Boise State was like had like two studs on the wing that were just lighting it up yeah a, a, a team like Kentucky they will overwhelm a mid-major opponent with their physicality and athleticism eventually even if the mid-major team hangs in for a while shoot yeah. threes like eventually the the like they'll just wear on them and the Creighton wears on teams in a different way with its pace and it's just relentlessness offensively to push yeah. push tempo and 
stay on the attack. That was my that's my sort of my theory as to why they've been able to avoid um, those types of upsets. But Louisiana Tech in a couple weeks is gonna that seems like a game that might circle it. I mean. I'm not calling my shot yet. I'm just saying Louisiana Tech's bringing back everybody. From what? Middle of the Pac Conference USA team. Okay. They won at Wichita last year. I I, I know. Wichita was. I know. Okay. I know. That's fair. So circle that one as like a game to. And it's it's but it's 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 as because you're telling me that if it's because it's only in a couple weeks. All right. So Rothstein's going to be tweeting about that one if Creighton loses Louisiana Tech. Is it an epitome tweet? It might be an epitome if if it, but the Ross team boss. Gonna it's gonna. That. That's not. It's not an automatic win. Let's just say that. Okay, I'm 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 listening. I was listening further to see if you were gonna say that's <laughs> hell. Well, I, I'm not, I'm like not ready were, to say that. Sounds like you were going there, but you stopped. Um, that might be their toughest. La Tech might be Creighton's toughest non major conference opponent. I guess San Diego State counts in that category. Yeah, San, like San Diego, Diego State's State is, the toughest. I feel like San Diego State is easily the toughest. Yeah. Um, La Tech's number two. And they'll they'll be playing La Tech with a with a beat up roster. Right. Where's Louisiana Tech at? Oh there they are. One ten this year, what were they last year? Twenty one team. You know, nine and nine in league play. Conference USA was, eh, it was fine. But I think they played LSU pretty tough last year. Uh, they they lost some of the charity. Lost by seven on the road. Lost in the charity scrimmage to LSU this year. But they 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 do bring back a lot. Sometimes those those team those types of teams where they bring back a lot of experience. Holy crap, their whole team's back. Yeah. In theory. Interesting. Okay. It's marked down. All right. Doesn't look like they shoot the ball very well. So the center three point line is hindering them. There's a lot of low 30s here. Um, okay. Yeah, that's enough rambling. We made it. I don't know. How do we push to an hour? I didn't think we were going to get 30 minutes out of this tonight. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, seven days before a game, but it's a roadie, so I don't know if. Um, if we meet up for that or not and do a podcast, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for following the work. You got anything you want to pop? Anything you written recently? Worth just, reading? Uh, well, I mean, you're supposed to say yes and just tell me. You're not supposed to think about it. I'm, I'm trying to go through my week. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to recap this game, so check out the recap. I'll probably write something about Sharif at some point um, in the next coming days. And... Even Michigan. I mean, we're right in the heart of the season now already. Right. I, I, I'm All in right. full season mo- just, mode. Where yeah, you're just pumping out stuff. Yeah. Where yeah not, what's your, there's not uh, a lot of planning ahead. I'm just sort of like living in the moment and trying to figure out what to do next. Got any uh, deals going on for subscription? You know what? We actually, we, we actually just started something. Um, Tell the people. Why don't, why don't you just give me a second real quick? Okay. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, uh, I wrote a piece on Jack Canfield. Um, check that out. I think it's already gotten some pretty good runs so far, but it's a pretty good kind of insight into, uh, I don't know, him being <laughs> thrust into a 
extended playing time when he probably wasn't expected to be, but, you know, it's he is kind of one of those Tyler Clement type of kids that understands the game better than most. Um, and despite not having the physical traits of some of the upper echelon major, high major basketball players, he still is pretty good at the game of basketball itself. So, um, so that piece went up last night before today's game. So check that out and then check this podcast out and then a uh, real recap. The UNO Creighton women, um, which the women CU won set CC seven fifty four tonight. Um, Oh, I, I thought you were continuing. No, I was just stalling for you to say what <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> 99 cents for the first three months. Okay. 99 that's, cents for the first three months. That's uh, a deal going on if you want to subscribe to the World Herald. Yeah, so and because all, cool all of you fun. guys listening right now are Jays fans. hardcore Jays fans. Right, so, so it's not just John's Jays coverage, which is amazing, but it's also Nebraska football's tire fire. <laughs> And Nebraska basketball losing a bye game tonight by 19 points, not scoring 50 in the first. Like, it's, there's so many things for 99 cents right there that you can read. Well, you really sound like the Jays fans. I like that. Uh, yeah, I was trying to appeal right, to the mass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we appeal to our audience mm-hmm. for you know, they, like if they don't okay. if they don't think that John's got enough Jays coverage, well, it's not just that. Like, you can go read and laugh at the Huskers too. Like, all that you know. Ouch. Ouch. I'm just, I mean, oh. I'm just trying to, you know. Trying to get you a subscription here. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, everybody. Have a good week.